This is Center Stage, putting lawyers in the spotlight by highlighting attorneys and other industry experts to help take your law firm to the next level. Hey everyone, and welcome to Center Stage. I'm your host, John Henson. And this week, uh, we are talking about something that I feel really strongly about that, that attorneys should be doing more of, and that is delegating more and, and learning how to just let things go and not feel like you have to be in control of everything so much. There's, there's so many good ways to delegate some of the, especially the non-legal tasks, but also as we'll talk about today, some of your actual legal work that you can be delegating. Um, and I am joined by Mr. Garrick Persley. Uh, he is from a company called DeNovo Review, and we'll talk a little bit about that as well. But Garrick, thank you for joining me today. How's it going? Good to be with you, John. Thanks for having me. Um, I uh, am the chief strategy officer for DeNovo Review and the director of DeNovo Learning. So let me talk a little bit about each of those entities. Uh, DeNovo Review is a legal staffing company, uh, hence the expertise in delegating. Uh, We match vetted legal staff to your projects. whether you want a little bit of help, I need some extra hands on deck, or you want to scale up with an entire new division. Uh, we do sort of everything in between. De Novo Learning is an education and community outreach organization. What we do is we put together educational content and we work with our members to create uh, educational webinars and things like that that people will enjoy and give our members an opportunity to uh, reach out to a wider audience uh, and get their message out. Before that, believe it or not, I was a law professor for 10 years at places like the University of Texas and Florida State. And so when I talk in a minute about all the things that we don't teach in law school, I speak from a position of uh, some experience with that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, you know, and and like I like I mentioned over the front, you know, I I mean, I am all for attorneys delegating things like their bookkeeping, like their marketing, but, you know, especially with your experience and kind of focusing on even delegating some of that legal, you know, legal work, but let's, let's back up a second. Just, just in general, why do you think lawyers struggle so much with delegating things to begin with? Well, I mean, delegating is a learned skill. Uh, and it's not easy, right? I mean, I think as just as humans, um, or let me say this, maybe as Americans, we're sort of indoctrinated with this idea that, um, you know, you pull yourself up by your bootstraps. It's sort of the American story, right? You right. take control of your destiny. You go out there and work as hard as you can, and then you'll achieve success, et cetera. Um, and obviously, I mean, that's not the case. You and I both know that frequently um, teamwork is essential. Uh, And, you know, being able to find the right team and and know how to get the most out of that team is an absolutely essential skill. But as I was saying before, it's not something that we teach in law school. Uh, And I think that sort of American ethos is just magnified by the way that we train lawyers. Um, We teach them to come out of there feeling like young masters of the universe <laughs> you go out you and you know work as hard as you can and you will conquer the world uh and part of that's a good thing right we want lawyers to come out with confidence um we you know it's an adversarial profession and you've got to be able to to go out there and deal with opposing counsel deal with courts deal with potentially difficult clients um from a position of authority uh and frequently you know 
when you're at the settlement negotiation table, for example, even if you're not the smartest guy in the room and know everything and are completely prepared, you certainly have to appear that way. Right. right. And so that's, um, that's how we send them out into the world and, you know, directly related to that perhaps, um, or, uh, perhaps related to the way that we train law professors in this country. We don't teach management in law school at, at all. I mean, we don't teach really just a ton of business skills in particular. Some law schools have practice management courses that you can take, but it's very rare. Uh, and we certainly don't teach uh, how to find the right people to hire, how to train them and all that kind of thing. And so, you know, ever since the housing crisis in 2008, more and more lawyers who graduate are going out and starting their own firms uh, than ever before. And that trend has just continued. And then I think everything's magnified even more, right? Because suddenly your money and your reputation are directly on the line. You're not a salaried employee of Boys Schiller that has millions and millions of dollars. Right. You've got your own shingle out there. And so the temptation is even greater to do everything yourself and have the buck stop with you. Yeah. And, and the, and I mean, maybe you can see kind of where that begins to, you know, where a lot of those problems and sort of that negative view of lawyer as a profession starts, you know, I mean, we, we hear these stats all the time about how lawyers are some of the most unhappy people, just, you know, depression rates are high, suicide rates are high, stuff like that. And I, I think this is a big area where a lot of that starts is that feeling that you have to do everything yourself because there's, there's, like you said, there's that pressure that's on the line where it's your money, your name and all of that. And so delegating, I, I think is, is an easy way to sort of alleviate a lot of that. And we've kind of mentioned it before, you know, with the bookkeeping, the marketing stuff like that, what are some other things that lawyers can and should be delegating? Well, so let me go back to the point you just made about stress um, first, right? I mean, right. and I want to I want to talk just for a second about um, some of the consequences of this culture of non-delegation. Now, we do see uh, lawyers are increasingly understanding and willing to do things like go and find a marketing partner, mm. right? Um, because you know. At the very least, there's enough self-awareness to know, I don't know how to shoot my own TV spots, right? Or I don't know how to build a website, et cetera. Right. Um, it's different with drafting pleadings, drafting discovery requests and motions because we do train them to do that, right? So it's it's very tempting to keep that and do it yourself, especially yeah. when you're you're paying uh, you know, marketing firms and so on to help you. But the consequences, I like to think about this in terms of the big three goals um, for any person that's um, out there in the business world. Get money, keep money, and keep your sanity, right? right. So if you don't delegate, you're doing all the work yourself. Your ability to get money is hampered because every hour you spend drafting a discovery motion is an hour you could be spending bringing in a new client to the firm or forming a new referral relationship with another firm. Right? Yeah. Keeping money becomes more difficult too, or at least is hampered because client relationships have to be nurtured. Uh, if you want repeat business from, you know, let's say you've got a corporate client, right? And you're, you're starting off with one case for them. And what you want is to eventually get a big chunk of their business. It takes time to build that relationship. And if you're doing everything yourself, working until midnight every night, drafting everything, you don't have time to do that. Uh, so 
that's a consequence too. But the stress is an important one, right? So keeping sanity. And I don't, I don't think that we think about this mm-hmm. again, like that culture of the sort of master of the universe mentality that we drill into these law students when they come out, you know, they feel like they're not supposed to feel stress, but you're right. The legal profession has endemic stress-related problems. Lawyers are 3.6 times more likely to be depressed than the general population. 20% of lawyers experience symptoms of serious anxiety. And that's from an ABA and Betty Ford study that was in 2016. I mean, this is recent. Uh, And imagine what the pandemic's doing uh, to that, right? I mean, you're, you're worried about uh, potential loss of business, you're quarantined. Um, it's just, you know, all that stuff is magnified. Um, and the, the problems with problem drinking and substance abuse in the legal community are also well documented. And those are at least many times, at least largely stress related. Uh, and delegating is a simple way to reduce your stress, reduce your workload and find more of that work-life balance. Even if you do have your own firm where it may seem like you signed work-life balance away on the dotted line when you opened uh, your doors. So to get back to your question about what folks should delegate, um, on the stress point, right? One thing that's important to remember is not all delegating is created equal. And this is the part where it's a learned skill, right? Because, I mean, you can't just hire anybody off the street and hand them a case and say, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, you've yeah. got to have the right people. Otherwise, all you're going to do is redo all the work yourself, right? And create more stress because then you have to be concerned about what the other person is doing, et cetera. So step one to good, effective delegating strategy is to be sure you have the right people, right? But once you've figured that out, once you have good uh, employees or independent contractors that you work with who you trust to do this work well, and once you have a process in place for being sure that you review their work and are satisfied with it before you file it or give it to the client or whatever, then the question is, what do you give them to do? Uh, And really the answer is whatever you want to, keep what you like doing, delegate what you don't. Right. Or, you know, similarly phrased, uh, keep what you have time to do and get rid of the stuff you don't have time to do. I I talk to lawyers and law students, too, about this all the time. Right. Work life balance, much like delegation, is a learned skill. It's a behavior that you have to work on. So when I say delegate what you don't have time to do set an actual time when you're going to stop working each day. Right. I mean, for, you know, 8 PM for the, for the workaholics, maybe 5 PM for the slightly um, less workaholic out there, et cetera. And, you know, treat your time as a commodity, whether it's, you know, time you could spend building up your book of business, bringing in new clients. It's a commodity in that way, but it's also a commodity in the sense of keeping your sanity right downtime is just as important as work time, you know, and athletes will tell you this uh, recovery time is just as important as active time uh, to having a good performance. Yeah. If you find yourself with too many cases suddenly, right, maybe you've stumbled on an embarrassment of riches, uh, then, you know, you can 
delegate your flat fee cases, you can delegate your hours capped cases, uh, and focus on the cases where you can bill at your full rate uh, and make more money, right? So you can be sort of strategic uh, with your revenue in that way. But in terms of specific things that you can delegate out, I mean, give a couple of examples, but the answer really is the sky's the limit if you have the right people. You can delegate new client intake. You can delegate initial case evaluation and the preparation of, um, you know, the first page of a case file. You can delegate discovery, both written discovery and document review. I think a lot of folks are familiar with that. You can delegate ongoing litigation case management, uh, research, drafting, uh, hearing coverage. All of these things, there are professionals out there who can do these things for you and do a good job. So really, I mean, the, the, the limit is only the limit of your imagination. Yeah. And, and to kind of go back, um, you know, I think a lot of attorneys, you know, almost maybe don't even consider kind of a, a compromise in between, you know, it's like, well, I need to either hire someone or I have to do it all myself. And, and what, what you do and DeNovo does is you kind of have that nice middle ground there where you're not, you're not paying a full salary for, you know, having an employee on staff and then you've got to manage, you know, potentially HR kind of stuff on top of having people in office. So there, there are some benefits there to delegating that kind of stuff as well. Um, one of the other things that you mentioned that I, that I thought was really interesting was that, um, you, you talk about, you know, attorneys getting a, a ton of cases all of a sudden and, and to kind of tie it into marketing a little bit, what we see a lot of is, is attorneys will get a ton of cases and then they'll be like, all right, I'm going to pause my marketing mm-hmm. just so I can, I can focus on this. I can't take any more cases right now. We hear that a lot. It's like, I've got more work than I know what to do with. And then all of a sudden they get done with that work and they don't have anything else coming in. And you get these crazy peaks and valleys that then in turn adds to that stress and the, and the, and a lot of the negative issues. And, and it's just really interesting to see how those waves play out. Um, the other thing is, is one of the things that, that we kind of focus on, especially with our messaging is that, it, you know, delegating gives you the opportunity to focus on the things that you actually enjoy doing. So, you know, if, you don't like doing some of the transactional stuff and you really focus on whether you're going to court or, you know, a specific aspect of a case, that's where stuff, you know, delegating comes into play. You know, are there, are there any other sort of outside benefits that you can think of that you tell your clients that delegating a lot of the legal work brings? Well, you mentioned a great one and that is planning, right? Um, And so when I talk about scaling, it's, a, it's exactly what you just mentioned, right? Smart scaling means that you prepare for the volume that you're going to get from your campaigns and you prepare in a way that you don't have to pause your campaigns, but you can handle that volume by getting a staffing plan in place to handle that volume, right? Now, that's, that's sort of a, um, a sophisticated example of delegation. Uh, but it's, it's definitely one of the things that once you get good at this, it's a huge added benefit, right? You can really pump your revenue up into a, the revenue of a high volume practice. If you have good marketing partners, 
and have a good staffing plan to handle the influx of cases so that you're not having to, you know, pause and potentially miss out on opportunities. The other thing I'll mention related to that is leaving aside the marketing um, because of the pandemic, all kinds of uh, stay orders have been entered in large pieces of litigation around the country. So mass tort lawyers, a bunch of their actions have been stayed, uh, mass actions, class actions, et cetera. Courts haven't really been moving cases along. And now that everybody's starting to get vaccinated, those stays are starting to be lifted. So people are coming to me and saying, you know, this was sort of a surprise that the stay was lifted when it was. And now I've got to do all this work right away because these cases are going to start moving. Um, quickly down the pike and it's it's sort of the perfect storm because of the constriction of business during the pandemic a lot of people laid off staff um, or you know stopped working with independent contractors they were working with before and so now the time it takes to scale back up to handle that work um, is putting you sort of behind the eight ball in two different ways uh, yeah. so I mean that's it's being able to plan um, to make your marketing investment actually a smart investment so you're not wasting marketing dollars on the one hand, and also uh, being able to have the flexibility to adapt to sudden changes uh, in your business, like the lifting of all these stays. Those are important benefits. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think that that's a good transition here into to one of our final questions here, you know, whether you've got uh, some stays being lifted and you're facing a ton of legal work, or maybe you're just kind of bogged down in a bunch of stuff that you're not really passionate about, but you know, you need to get done in order to do the things you like to do. How does, talk for a few minutes about how just de novo review can help with those things. Well, we, we take the guesswork out of finding the right people. Uh, so when I was talking before about how important that is, I want to emphasize that again, because to make delegation work for you, especially on the stress point, um, you need to be able to hand things off and feel confident that what you're going to get back is a high quality product that you're not going to have to spend hours and hours redoing. All right. So we go out and vet the independent contractor attorneys and paralegals and legal assistants and call team members, whatever, that are out there in the universe and have a sort of curated bench of these folks um, that we can bring in to staff everything from short and long-term projects to a monthly, uh, month-in, month-out engagement for a large-scale project, even permanent positions. Mm. So we use a variety of uh, sort of human intelligence uh, techniques to be sure that we find people who once we uh, match them up with you and they start working on your project, you can have that peace of mind that you're not going to have to redo everything yourself. Um, and we're really good at it. Uh, we've been doing it for years and we, you know, we're especially good at um, finding people for uh, uh, projects that require sort of specialized expertise. Uh, so, you know, some firms, during the pandemic have been looking to kind of hedge their revenue by branching out into areas of practice that they do not normally do. Right. So if you're a personal injury firm and you want a, a counter cyclical practice area, you might want to take on bankruptcy cases. Uh, right. So, you know, that's a situation where, you know, you need to come to us and we can find you bankruptcy attorneys who, like you said, um, will, <clears throat> 
you won't be paying what you would pay a direct employee. You don't have to manage their HR. You don't have to run their payroll. Um, you don't have to provide office space and equipment, et cetera. Yeah. And your general managerial workload is less because of those uh, diminished overhead costs. Um, yeah. So what we like to say is um, that we're, we're not like um, a traditional staffing company or, you know, some kind of a, a share economy uh, marketplace. We've got business advisors, right? So there's those skills they don't teach in law school, management skills, business skills, et cetera. Our business advisors come in, consult with you and help you figure out how you want to scale up. You know, do you need, um, a team of five full-time attorneys to take on mass tort work that suddenly you have to do because the state was lifted. Do you need a team of three bankruptcy attorneys because you've got great referral partners who are willing to send you a bunch of bankruptcy cases, but you have no employees who can handle them, et cetera. So we come in and help you do that planning and help you figure out what kind of delegation you need. We can, we can help you um, overcome some of the internal obstacles to delegation that you might have too, right? We can help you become comfortable with that. Um, and, you know, we're constantly there. We're hands-on to be sure that you're satisfied uh, with the team, you know? And uh, that, that's sort of what we pride ourselves on doing is finding the absolutely right people. Awesome. And how can people get in touch with you guys to, to see if you're a good fit? Well, you can check us out at uh, www.denovoreview.com or you can email me. It's Garrick, G-A-R-R-I-C-K at denovoreview.com. You can give us a call at 305-925-0229. My personal extension is 710 if you want to get a hold of me uh, and we'll be happy to discuss what you need uh, and be helpful. Awesome. And all of that info, uh, I'll have that in the show notes. So you can definitely check it out there. Uh, Garrick, this has been fantastic. Uh, love all the information. And so we'll wrap it up here. Uh, if you had one piece of advice for all of the attorneys out there, what would it be? Take stress seriously. Okay. Um, that mean as, as a law teacher, uh, and someone who has practiced law in a, in a high sort of stress law firm uh, and has clerked for federal judges and has seen students that I graduated from law school go out into the world, um, we don't take it seriously enough. Um, we think, you know, more work is the solution, right? If I'm stressed out because of deadlines or whatever, um, I am inclined to think I just need to work harder. But what happens is um, the more you overwork yourself, the more likely it is at some point that you're going to burn out, you're going to um, become more prone to miss details, miss deadlines, forget to return that call to the potential client that could be a huge case. And in the long term, your health and your business will suffer, right? So um, some people think stress is, stress is for the week or stress doesn't really exist or whatever, but I'm here to tell you, you know, it's a thing. And we don't do a good enough job in law school of, preparing young lawyers to recognize uh, the symptoms of stress and a bad work-life balance, much less equip them with the tools to be able to delegate and manage their way sort of around those problems. Right. So that's the, and maybe it's the fact that I'm in my mid forties now, right. I'm, I just feel a little bit more like a sort of fatherly figure than I did when I was a young lawyer, young professor, but I, I wag my finger about this all the time, right? I mean, you've got to take your own uh, health and self-care to use a current popular term 
seriously are in the long term, your clients will suffer, your family will suffer, and your business will suffer. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. I, that's that's awesome. Well, Derek, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, everyone out there, for continuing to listen, watch, wherever you're consuming the show. Uh, continue to review. Uh, let us know uh, topics that you would like to hear about in the future. Uh, I'm always uh, excited to hear the feedback. Uh, that's going to do it for us this week on Center Stage. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Derek, see you later. Thanks, John. Thanks for listening. To learn more, go to spotlightbranding.com slash center stage.